Looking for work, better pay, better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Listening to Dan Issel and Louis Rabot on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Dan and Louis. And welcome back to the 11 o'clock hour. This is Issel and Louis, ESPN 680 105.7. Thanks for tuning in this morning. And this hour, of the show is brought to you by Delta Dental of Kentucky. Whether you're looking for dental coverage for your employees or an individual or family policy, Delta Dental of Kentucky has you covered with a nationwide network of dentists. Plus, they offer Delta Vision, comprehensive vision plan through VSP. Enrolling in a dental or vision plan is easy. You can call them at one 800 955-2030 or you can visit them online at ky.deltadental.com and now one of my favorite segments of the week it's time for baloney or salami we got a little surprise for you Dan what? Avery the sloth is what we're going to start calling her. Sloth thumbs. Thumbs sloth? I don't know. Slothenly sloth? thumbs? She's so slow. Like, she knows we have... I mean, just... I mean, I mean, Avery, this is an audio medium. You have to talk. Crank up the mic. Blame it on I, the equipment, Avery. <laughs> well, it's called making sure things are put together correctly. Avery in studio. Okay. Always my least favorite time of the week because that means the psychopath is sitting right across from me. You're the one who puts on a sock and a shoe and then a sock and a shoe. I don't wear socks. When you go running, you wear a, so- <laughs> that's you do fair, a sock actually, and that's a shoe fair. and then a sock and a shoe and no normal person does that. Even I put on a sock and a sock and then a shoe and a shoe. Oh, let's do it. It's Bologna or Salami presented by you, person who wants to sponsor this segment. Um, 437-9680 on the UPS Jobs text line. Go ahead. All right. First question. Bologna or Salami? Kentucky basketball will be in a slump for a few games after last night's loss. Okay. Damn. Mm. Uh, upcoming schedule, just to help out. Um, at Georgia, at Mississippi State, then Tennessee at home, then to Florida. A heck of a schedule. <laughs> Doesn't get any easier. We talked about these being opportunities, Dan, and now we're a little concerned that they are survival of the fittest at the back end of the schedule here. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh, I, I think um, I, 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 I'm going to go that that's baloney because they have, after bad losses, they have a snap back this year. And I, I think going to Georgia at noon on Saturday – 
Um, and then Mississippi State. I, I I look for them to win those two basketball games. So I'm going to go baloney. They won't be in a slump. They'll they'll snap back. But then after that, Tennessee at home, at Florida, Auburn at home, and uh, after a Vandy game, they go to Arkansas. They might be right back in a slump after the next two. All right, Dan. Where does Georgia play its home basketball games? Uh, the Vince Dooley Arena. Oh, okay. They play at the arena that you played in. Do you remember the name? Really? Yeah. Really? That was when uh, when I had my first coming back from that Georgia game was when I had my first date with, with Prime. You're damn right. Uh, the yep. Stegeman Coliseum. How about that? Um, built in 19... Opened in 64. Um, so, Dan, I will not make an age joke and say that you played at Woodruff Hall, which was open from 23 to 63, even though I want to. Uh, but I won't do that. Um, <laughs> ah! Salami, I, I, I'm a little worried the wheels fall off this weekend and they lose to Georgia. Ooh, ooh. I, I'm not, dude, I just, I think. Say it isn't so. The problem is Mike White isn't great, but he's competent as a coach, and I'm worried it's going to be 8-2 to two to start the game this weekend, and then they're going to have to climb out. Go ahead, Avery, I'm sorry. All right, bologna or salami? Oscar's basketball career peaked last season if the issues he had last night were not because of his knee surgery this summer. Okay. Uh, I, I, I know Louie has always been more concerned about the knee than I have. Sure. I, I don't think, I, I don't think that is a factor. I, I think that he has always been a player that has played below the rim. I think that when you're not getting anything out of two or three other positions on the floor, teams have figured out that they can double-team him on the catch, and he's not very good at finding open people outside. And I think they have exposed him defensively. Uh, that I mean, how many times are we going to have to hear, like we did again last night, our plan was to put, put uh, Oscar in the pick-and-roll because we know he can't defend it. Uh, so, uh, yeah, yeah, he he peaked as the National Player of the Year last year. He He's not going to come close to that this year. It's salami, and even if it has nothing to do with the knee, it has to do with the fact that teams know how to scheme against him. Um, and so I think that people have figured out how to uh, put together an offense against, uh, against Oscar, and unfortunately that's what we're looking at. So I will go um, – I'll go salami on that one. I'll actually go double salami on that one that he Ooh. peaked last year. Um, I think another example that we brought up on this show is uh, the guy who used to sit in this chair, Mike Pratt. I think he reached his basketball peak at Kentucky. He did you know, play some some good years with the Colonels, but I think his best year was probably as a 21, 22-year-old guy playing basketball. I think that happens for some people. Uh, my best year of hockey was probably when I was 17. Um, and so I think that lots of people peak early. Um, some of us are Dan Issel instead and don't peak early. And so uh, they go on to great Hall of Fame careers. Uh, but many of us are not Hall of Famers. So I will go double salami on that one. Double salami? Well, double salami on a, on a Wednesday. Wow. Yeah. Okay, bologna or salami? Kyrie Irving will only last one season with the Mavericks. Um, I. Uh, so the rest of this season? Uh, yeah. yeah. That he's a rental essentially good. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So I'm sure. Um. You know, I'm going to go baloney because I think Mark Cuban has a, a, a big enough ego, <laughs> especially there's only, right there's only 30 games left in the season, and, and uh, somebody 
at some point has to tell Kyrie, hey, pal, if you want to get a huge contract at the end of the year, you better straighten up. Uh, and so uh, surely he's getting that advice. And, and I look short term, I look for this to succeed in Dallas just long enough for them to give him a, a max contract and keep him there. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go. That's that's baloney. I think he's there long. He, he's at least there after this year. Oh, man. This is a really good one, Amy. This might be the best one you've done on Baloney or Salami. Um, Thanks. I figured I should do one about him. Yeah, no, no. Uh, and it's and it's really a well-formulated question. I, I'm going to go baloney. I think a guy like Kyrie is irrational, um, obviously. And then, so he'll see a move to Dallas as a punitive move by the Nets. And he won't want to give in and stay in Dallas. I think he wants to be on a coast. Mm. I think he wants Mm. to be in a California market or a Florida market or a New York market, something like that. And so I'm going to go baloney just because of Kyrie, not because of anything about how the Mavs are run or anything like that. So I'll go baloney. In an interesting take, Lewis. Interesting. All right, bologna or salami. Look at that. I was nice to Avery, then Dan was nice to me. How yeah. about that? We Dan, can be I nice think to each other sometimes. Uh, I have to say nice, something nice about Dan. Um, hang on. Um, you make wise really well. Go ahead, Avery. <laughs> it's a it's a weird cl- compliment, but okay, <laughs> let's go with it. <laughs> bologna or salami? If Kentucky, no, that's not what I wrote. let's try again all right let's go okay what i did write was if kenny continues coaching louisville basketball for several years um louisville basketball will have five tournament game wins altogether the first two years they make the tournament okay so Uh, a a sweet 16 and an elite eight run essentially or maybe a run to the final four and then another win got it okay okay so his first two years making the tournament no timeline on that just five wins in those two years. Okay. All right, Dan. Uh, baloney. It's just hard to do, I mean, right? That, that's really, really difficult. Yeah. I mean, to get to get to the Let's to the, change the, the question. Second. Let's change the question because we both went baloney so quickly. Yeah. Kenny Payne has five total tournament wins at Louisville. Okay, uh, yeah. Baloney or Slime? Uh, well, I don't think he makes it. I don't think he makes the tournament next year. Um, I'm trying to think the longevity that I think he has at at Louisville, and obviously it's longer than than a guy like Chris Mack because uh, you know Kenny is more likable than Mack, and he played there and and had success as a player there. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say Salami. I'm gonna say he gets this thing turned around and he sticks around long enough to win five games in the NCAA tournament. Recent history tells us that even Louisville isn't going to win that many. Um, and so uh, I I will go baloney. Had you said two tournament games, I also would have gone baloney. I don't think he wins <laughs> even two tournament games as the head coach of Louisville basketball. Oh. All right, final question. Baloney or Salami? LeBron will hold the all-time leading scorer spot for 10 years after he retires, whenever that'll be. Uh, I, I'm going to go salami, and I would go salami if you said 25 years. Because I don't think, uh, first of all, P- 
people don't play that many games anymore to be able to break this. People make so much money, they don't have to play that long. And so I, I say, uh, what did Kareem, Kareem's record lasted how long? 30? Yeah. No, longer than longer that. Longer than that, yeah. Um, so I'm going to say I'm going to say that's uh, that's salami. Yeah, Thirty nine years on that. Thirty nine years. Yeah, yeah, it it lasts a lot longer than ten years. Yeah, because even like a Carl Malone who just scored and scored and scored, a Kobe Bryant who played forever couldn't get to Kareem. So for LeBron to pass that, the the highest active player, if Carmelo's still playing, it's him. But um, Kevin Durant is at twenty six thousand. So he would have to score 12,000 more points. So he'd have to add 40% more points to the back end of his career. And he just doesn't stay healthy enough to do that. Um, yeah. Then after that would be, oh, man, we got to go way down. James Harden, too old. Russell Westbrook, too old. Man, I mean, we're getting way down here. Where is Steph Curry? There he is. Steph Curry, 34 years old, has 21,000 points. This gives you an idea of how much LeBron has scored. It, yeah. It's unbelievable, no. frankly. No, I mean, it it, 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 it's an incredible it number. And so, uh, yeah, it's a it's a baloney, and, and it's not an untouchable number because of the three point line and the development of the NBA game going to three pointers the way that it has. But it's near untouchable. I mean, it's it, that's why when you talk about LeBron in the in the in the in the conversation of all of the guys who have ever played the game, it's it's way way up there. Where do you think Dan Issel is on the all time list, Avery? Um. Maybe top 50, top 100. Dan Issel is not an all-time top 50 NBA scorer anymore. Oh, but, that's sad. But No, but that's because he played his, a lot of formative <laughs> years in the NBA. All right. Uh, what's the, You got one more or was that one? I said like top 50, top 100. He's definitely in the top 100 of all-time pro scoring. I, if you combine no, them. I'm bad at numbers. <laughs> and history. We've already been through this. Okay. If you, if you combine the two, it's like. What twenty seven thousand or something like that? Yeah, you're twenty seven four eighty two. You're twelfth all time if you combine them. So Dan's okay. still top twelve. Yeah, that's incredible. Friday, by the way, active player behind him is Kevin Durant with uh, twenty six six eighty four. So sometime Kevin will pass uh, Dan Issel on the list. James Harden and Russell Westbrook still have a lot of work to do to catch Dan. So my sense is, oh, I didn't know that. Did Carmelo pass you this year? I have no idea. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Dan's like, I did what I did. I'm good. (laughs) Oh, man. I I know one thing. I'm not scoring anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I hope I didn't walk on that. Do do you know the all-time leading scorer in the ABA? I do. Who? What's his His, name? His name is Luis Dampier. There it is. Luis Dampier with about uh, 900 more points than Dan all-time in the ABA. Yeah, but he played three more years. That's not what I heard. All right, so... um, (laughs) <laughs> he did play two more years. That's true. Dan led the ABA in scoring his rookie year. Yeah, that's not that's pretty, bad. That's pretty good. Go, right. Dan. Was that it? Yes, it was. Thank you. Good job out of you. Thanks, Avery. No hateful, uh, no hateful texts about the uh, Bologna or Salami segment, which is good. Um, that's yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's because it doesn't deal with murder. Do you know what's funny? Actually, and you stay on the mic here. She asked okay. that Bologna or Salami question about the NCAA tournament. And instead of talking about the NCAA tournament, I was trying to figure out what Kenny's record would have to be the next two years or the rest yeah. of the season and next year to not be as bad as Lawrence Apitz, who went 10 and 52 here at Louisville. Right. And you're talking about NCAA tournament wins. <laughs> ah, 
Okay. All right. I, I, this I is, did leave it open for like this however is whatever, long he does stay here. This is the opposite of whatever Icarus getting too close to the sun is. It's like Dante's Inferno instead. Um, <laughs> like we're going deep into the – we're in like circle seven or something. You know, it's just not good. So, <laughs> What was in the seventh circle, Dan? Do you remember your Dante's Inferno? Me? Yeah. No. I could see you having to have read that in Latin class for some reason. Hmm. Well, if I if I did if I did it was sixty years ago, and I can't remember what I had for breakfast. So the, the seventh circle is is, is violent people. It's oh, where, violent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Ooh. There's lots Ooh. of people in that circle. <laughs> yes. They're, they are they are immersed in phlegathon. If anyone wanted to know, uh, it's boiling blood. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. So that they have to. Uh, it's commensurate with their sins of causing people to bleed. So there you go. Ooh. A little Circle 7 today. A little Circle 7 talk today, Zach. How about that, producer Zach? He's nodding. You can come to the mic. If I, if I point at you, you can come to the mic. Yeah, there you go. I mean, the, the Lawrence Apitz comparison should terrify everyone around here. That that guy went 10 to 52 in the early 40s when um, I'm, I'm told, I'm not, I haven't verified this yet, that Louisville actually played basketball not on a, on a, on a wood floor, but on a carpet. And I have to look that up. And they just set a bunch of Oriental rugs next to one another, and that's yeah. how they put the court together. I have to go verify that. I'll get I'll get with the um, the you know with the athletic department about that. But um, yeah, like during World War II was the last time they were this bad, and that's just not a good sign. Thank you, Avery. No. You're welcome. Thanks, Avery. You're welcome. Five. Avery must have had some free time yesterday. Oh no, I did this during the show today. <laughs> Dan, don't ask those questions. In my defense, I was like finalizing the sound for this morning and also trying to like figure out why my new stapler doesn't have staples. You have to put staples in it. (laughs) No, like. No, in it. Inside. Inside. You have to open it and then the staples go inside. I know, but like. Are you sure? The actual package, it didn't come with staples. And I need very specific staples for it. Okay, that's a you problem. You see, my mom bought it for me, That's and your she mom figured that it would have staples. Because <laughs> why would a fresh stapler not have staples? All right, let's. We're, we're here. Let's keep going. Okay, you, <laughs> do you have flowers on your desk? I do. Were those from a man or from your mom? They were from my mom. They're fake because I would kill them. Also, it's a good. <laughs> I thing agree with that. I killed a cactus, but like <laughs> my mom. <laughs> My mom brought the flowers into the house, and the cat stole them because, well, when you oh, have a yeah, cat, yeah. it's not the human's house, it's the cat's house. Yeah. And then and the dirt attacked, is a place to yeah, do the she, business. Yeah, right. Yeah. She literally attacked my mom because my mom took the flowers away because the cat could not have the flowers. So you had a, psych, a yeah, psychopathic have, cat. Oh, no, she is a psychopath. Like, she will just come up and randomly bite a person. So it might not be genetic. It might just be in the water at your parents' yeah, house. Is that something. what I'm hearing here? Something. I mean, Like, you're me, contaminated by the water? This cat contaminated by the water? I mean, for me... Is your mom a psychopath? She's you're thinking probably about it. Okay. more right. normal than her side of the family, but I also don't have a relationship with her side of the family. But that one's... That side's really crazy. Got it. Okay. Um. However... So it I might be both genetic one. and environmental? Yeah. Okay. I did get this vibe when we got the cat as a kitten because she came from like I don't know a crack trailer park and um that she was going to have an attitude and I was right and nobody listened to me until she started developing her attitude. A crack trailer park? 
Is that what you just said? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I could call her a dumpster goblin. <laughs> <clears throat> Get back in the studio. <laughs> she is in the studio. <laughs> did you just put? Did you just put the shade up or down? Uh, down. Yeah, the sun fine. came out. I don't even know what to do with that. Huh. I know it's okay. weird. The weather's oh, the weather last behaving. Night was At least the temperature's behaving and chilling out. The weather acted like our basketball teams yesterday. That's what it did. <laughs> That's that bad. Huh? Dreary, crappy, wet, horrible, whatever. Ugh. All right, thank you, Avery. You're welcome. Yeah. I'm gonna hop off the mic. Here. I don't know if I mean thank you, but thank you. Avery. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Avery Dill, crack producer. Um, yesterday was Dill Day. A little bit of a little coffee, little True Crime Tuesday. She comes in here, tries to be a star. I see what I see what you're doing. I see what's going on. Here. Chicken fingers, she <laughs> chicken can fingers. Eat. That's right. It's just it's yeah. all day. Yeah, it's all day. It it's everything. Add it all. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, uh, well, new producer Zach is in with us today, so we're going to make Zach work. We're going to get to some sound here. Um, so we, we talked a little bit about Kenny Payne and his um, his long term prospects here. Uh, I don't know what it is about Pitt, but. Kenny's in love with this team. So let's play number one here, Zach. Um, <laughs> talking about Piff's toughness. And this, by the way, this was the team that made me explode and many people explode was because um, it, the guy turned around, talked bleep to Kenny during the game, and the response was, ha, 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 ha. So let's go to number one about Pitt being really tough. Probably the most complete, the toughest team that we've faced in this conference is Pittsburgh. Tough, fight, can score, can score a multitude of ways. They share, they share the ball, they talk on defense. When one guy is down, I hear four others talking to that one that's down. Okay. Um, let's go to number two right away. This is Mike James. There was a play last night, Dan, um, where um, you know, it was kind of a, t- a hard, a hard foul here with Mike James, um, and and some of us around here. And Mark Ennis has brought this up on on a, diff- a couple different outlets. Just there's no no one gets a tech on this team. No one gets a flagrant foul. Like there's no frustration with this team, um, and so maybe we saw a little bit of that last night. When the play happened, when they got through Mike James to the floor, that's what they live for. And wasn't really a dirty play, and if it was, it's competitiveness. And I watched their huddle as they huddled up after that play, and I saw what I want my guys to be. I want my guys to be tough like that, to fight like that, to be one like that. And so, I mean, the idea that it it's your guy getting thrown to the floor, and this is happening again with Pitt, that he's he's impressed by that. And that his own team doesn't do it. Uh, well, I uh, Dan, Dan, Louis, Louis. This they, they stink. Imagine, I know they stink. I know. I know. Can, can you imagine going now? Pittsburgh cleaned your clock at the Yum Center. Now you have to go to Pittsburgh. You're three and twenty. Uh, do do you know? I mean, I, I I've I've said this before. I I played 25 years of organized basketball. I was blessed that I only had one losing season, and that season we were 30 and 52. So we were losing, you know, not quite uh, every two out of three games. This team has won three games in four months. They're three and twenty-one. I can't imagine how hard it is to go to the arena to put your uniform on and to go out there and play. 
And and I didn't think, you know, they have had recently, they have had flashes where they played pretty hard. Last night, they quit. They absolutely quit. And I'm afraid that that's the way it's going to be the rest of the season. I mean, you you look, I mean, at the beginning of the year, we said if L. Ellis doesn't score 25 points a game, Louisville's got no chance. Last night, Louie, he scored seven. I mean, he just, the, the whole team, I can't, I, I can't imagine what their mindset is. And and the 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 announcers last night said at shoot around they attended Kenny's shoot around they said the emphasis was on defending the three point line that was the emphasis for Louisville in the shoot around Pittsburgh was seventeen for thirty one from the three point line now, this team has quit and 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 I I really don't know that I can blame them mm. and so you know we can. You could say, well, they might beat Georgia Tech at Georgia Tech. I don't think they win another game. All right. So, and it, and it may not be close. Pitt made more three pointers than Louisville made field goals. Yeah. Yeah. They shot, they shot 28%. Louisville, 28%. Just like you can't beat a team like. Arkansas shooting seventy-two percent in the second half. You you couldn't beat you couldn't beat your scholastic team shooting twenty-seven. Oh no, my girls would bring it. They they would rout this team. We're quad one. This is not a quad one team. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, I, I I'm sure that they're all over there just thinking, man. I hope practice isn't too hard today, and I hope we get to the end real quick. That has to be their mindset. All right, well, you heard it from Dan Issel. Um, Louisville's quit, and that is a that is a, a hard thing to hear, but um, I, I think you're probably right. They certainly didn't have that on Saturday against Florida State, but it was it was not good last night. So, All right, uh, a little bit about lunch today. I wanted to thank our guy, Mark Bellinka-Baker. He's going to be bringing by some matzo pie from their Highlands location in Douglas Loop. Uh, there's one around the corner from where I live up in Anchorage, where their bakehouse is, and, of course, they have the one in Butchertown. At 1020, it is uh, coal-fired pizza, Dan. A uh, nice thin crust on the pizza made of sourdough. Ooh. A very interesting uh, combination. Ooh. Very, very good. Uh, Douglas Loop now open seven days a week. Anchorage is open Tuesday through Saturday. And they are open Monday through Thursday in the evenings and then longer hours for lunch on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at the 1020 location in Butchertown. Mozzapai, M-O-Z-Z-A-P-I.com. Uh, go check them out. It's an interesting spot, and um, lots, and frankly, those three locations could not be more different from each other uh, than they are. So they've done a nice job integrating themselves into those spots as well. Uh, they do do some that catering. Might be, Louis, that might be the most productive thing that Blankenbaker has ever done at the studio. He's going to bring lunch by. We talk about Mark Blankenbaker next. Welcome back to Dan Issel and Louis Rebeau on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Dan and Louis. All right, welcome back in. Final segment here on a Wednesday show here on Issel and Louis here on ESPN 680, 1057, taking you up until noon. Bobby V will have you then. And then, of course, first replay three to six with Sweezy and Streetle. They'll take you down uh, through your drive time time. 
And, uh, of course, all of that is our local programming that we have every single day here on ESPN 680. But we are your home for Westwood One's coverage of Super Bowl 57 as well on Sunday. Chiefs, Eagles, for any reason, you're driving around. Starting at 2 o'clock, kickoff at 6.30, all that on the 680-105-7 side. L women's basketball is playing earlier in the day, so around 4.30. 93.9 will join in progress. That is not available on the app. You have to be listening to the radio station for that one. Big game coverage on ESPN Louisville presented by Liquor Barn, Isaacs and Isaacs, Kroger, and Cox's Spirit Shops and Evergreen Liquors. And check out uh, Isaacs and Isaacs at WeWin.com. Uh, you're the home hammer. For, you're home for all things Lawrence A. Pitts talk. How about that? Uh, Isla and Louie <laughs> taking you up for the next 20 minutes or so. Oh, man, I shouldn't even know what that guy's name is. That's the... Yeah. I don't... No, I don't that's I don't, disturbing. Yeah. That's, <laughs> it's trouble. That, it's disturbing that you know it, and it's disturbing <laughs> that it made its way to the show sheet this yeah. morning, so... Um, hey, Louie, have I just been uh, overwhelmed with other things going on? No one's or, talking about the Super Bowl? Yeah. <laughs> I agree that's with you. Exactly, that's exactly where I was going. I mean, I, it doesn't seem, and maybe I'm just not paying attention, but it doesn't seem like there's as much talk and hype and around the Super Bowl as there usually is. Is it because so many people just assume the Eagles are going to win? Vegas I, doesn't because it's one and a half point spread still. Yeah, and uh, I, I was reading something this morning, and now I can't remember if it was in the Athletic or uh, or, or the uh, ESPN dot com, but they they surveyed like uh, like a hundred and twenty people, and it really wasn't that out of whack. I think uh, low seventies uh, had favored, uh, and this wasn't even against the spread. This was just outright said the Eagles were going to win, and 40-some people said they thought the Chiefs were going to win. I don't I don't know. I, I don't think it's that close. Do you? Which league do you think was better this year, the NFC or the AFC? It's the AFC, I, right? Yeah, yeah. Bengals, I, I would Bills, say Chiefs. But, but having said that, you look at the Eagles, and uh, Hurts doesn't have as many weapons I don't think as as Mahomes, but man, has he got an offensive line? Yes, yeah, correct. That 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 is easily the best offensive line in the NFL this year. They've got three out of the five guys are Pro Bowlers. Now, unfortunately, because of the Super Bowl, they didn't get to play dodgeball this year. But <laughs> three of the five, uh, and and Hertz has got enough weapons. And their defense, and I know, I know, they were playing San Francisco without their quarterback, and they were playing the Giants, who stink. But still, I, I, I don't know. I hope I'm wrong because I'm pulling for the Chiefs. Okay, uh, but I don't, um, I, I don't, I don't see. I, I think it's a little more one-sided than than the line and the other experts think it is yeah and i think the chiefs or excuse me i think the eagles have more weapons than you're giving them credit for but i i'm with you like they don't have a kelsey they don't have you know players like that but i i don't know man it, it does seem like a year where there isn't a ton of emphasis on the super bowl and i don't know if it's because we're in a college basketball bubble on this show or or what have you or if it's just that there's just less coverage now i get in here and espn is on when i get in here and i turn it off because I don't need to see Mike Greenberg and four former NFL players sit around a desk. Like, I'm just not interested in that. Um, <laughs> I can't think of anyone who's more polished and more professional and very good at their job that I don't respect as much as Mike Greenberg. 
Or Why? Don't, I shouldn't say respect. Respect's the wrong word. I just don't enjoy him. I don't know. I don't think he's oh. interesting. I don't think he has interesting opinions. Um, I, I don't. I don't get it. I think Mike and Mike in the morning was one of the most generic shows that's ever existed in the history of really just super. See, I was going to go the exact opposite because I really I I always enjoyed Mike and Mike on the radio. I I I thought it was kind of the Peter principle where, you know, he he was really good at radio. And so he moved to TV and that's not the the exact, um, you know, media market that he excels in. But. I, I thought he and Golik were great. I, they dumbed Golik down. I don't know if you've seen any of his interviews. Did you see his? Uh, his it was probably about two years ago. He did a piece in the Athletic, um, where they interviewed him, and no. it was obvious that Golik is way smarter and way more articulate than they had him on the show. Hmm. And hmm. and I don't know. Maybe I'm. I'm. Maybe it's. Maybe it's hindsight. Maybe it is. Maybe I, that's what I'm doing, and I'm. You know, five years after the show or whatever it's been that I, I just didn't enjoy it. Now, to be fair, like, I think that, pardon the interruption, it's become gimmicky. Like, I think early on it was really, really good. But now I think it's it's so formulaic and it's the exact same thing every day that it's not interesting anymore. Now, maybe that's just because it's been on so long that eventually you fall out of love with things. It's not new. It's not fresh. It's not whatever. Um, you know, it's like Sherry feels about you. But, you know, it's, you know, just... I don't know. Maybe that's what it is, and maybe you know well, Greenberg's just like been part me, of the zeitgeist for the same someone. format every day. So. <laughs> that's why you're going to live forever. I'm I'm convinced of it. So um, I love the, the. I feel like this show more than any other talk show in the world talks about the Peter Principle. <laughs> uh, Zach, do you know what the Peter Principle is? Young producer Zach, he's shaking his head. No. Okay. Well, the Peter Pr- okay. is a essentially that people that are in a hierarchy. They tend to rise to a quote level of, uh, he calls it what, re- respective incompetence. In, incompet- yeah. Incompetency. Yeah. yeah. They <laughs> yeah. Ra- rise to the level of their incompetency. So yeah, I don't think I don't think Greenberg's incompetent. That's the thing. Like, I think he's actually he's good at what he does. He's just not interesting. And so he's a, I don't know. Doesn't move the needle for me. So if I see him on TV, I don't think you know what I got to hear from that Greenberg guy. The show that I really liked, and I think I liked it because it was on once a week. I don't know if they still do it. Sports Reporters on Sunday. Oh, yeah. That was a highbrow. That was a highbrow thing. Oh, is that why I like it? Because I'm highbrow, Dan? Yeah. Oh, okay. Dick Dick Schaap did it for years. And I I think his – did his son take over? I don't know. Jeremy was doing more of the E60 stuff. And uh, Jeremy's a really good journalist. Um, Is there a way, Zach, can you find Jeremy Schaap confronting – um, Bobby Fisher. Go ahead and try to find that. Have you seen? Have you heard this? The te- the chess player. Yeah. No. So Bobby Fisher is, is is Jewish, but he he denies being Jewish essentially, and and he goes after Dick Shap, and Jeremy defends his dad. It's this really visceral, really interesting moment. I, I and so um, no, it, it. I find Jeremy Shap considerably more interesting than Mike Greenberg, for example. Uh, yeah, but well. But okay, okay, the, okay. A, a linguist, a <laughs> linguist, and an educator uh, uh, would would find Shep more entertaining. I get that, but I also think if you're going to do the us format blue of collar, us blue collar guys <laughs> who sit around the bar, we like Greenberg better. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Mike Greenberg, Manhattan Greenberg appeals to the blue collar guy. Okay, high five. That's right. That's there me. That's, That's right. me. <laughs> 
you like Manhattan? Dan? Hey, Joe, did you hear what Greenberg just said? <laughs> Bring me another Budweiser. <laughs> Do you, um, <laughs> good Lord. Um, <laughs> did you hear what Greenberg just said? <laughs> hey, turn that Greenberg up. Oh, man. <laughs> God's great. No, I mean, because I, you know, the other end of the spectrum, of course, is the the shouting of a, a Stephen A. Smith or something. And while there are many very funny Stephen A. Smith clips, it's hard to watch him five days a week for an hour, right? I mean, it's just yes. yeah, that's not my style either. It's, yeah, you know, I don't know. Yeah, Maybe I'm just only, nitpicking. The only day. thing that makes it worthwhile is he's on with Molly. That's that's the only thing that makes it watchable. <laughs> Did you do you know that Molly and Jalen Rose are married? Uh, they were married. Oh, they aren't anymore? Until she acted in a way that stopped them from being married. Ooh, it was her? Uh, yep. Ooh. Do we know who with? Uh, yep. <laughs> Enlighten me. I will text you. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm not doing that, man. That's how you get sued. I'm not doing that. Um, <laughs> nope. 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 Okay. Nope. All right. Nope. All right. No, thanks. All right. I got you. Okay. All right. All right. Hey, um, you know, I, I, one thing I wanted to bring up this morning, Louis. Before we with, get off the with, Super Bowl, real quick. Yeah. You, today, if you had to pick a winner, who do you pick? Uh, I'd pick. Uh, I'd pick Philadelphia, and get up and, and and give the point and a half. Okay. Like I said, I hope Kansas City wins because I'm an AFC guy. Sure. And uh, so I'm I'm hoping Kansas City wins, but I don't. Uh, I don't see him doing that. Okay. Do you want to hear the Shap sound? Sure. Okay, so this is Jeremy Shap um, uh, confronting. If people haven't heard this, you can find it. Uh, did you find it on YouTube? I'm getting a nod. Good. Yeah. And so this is, I think, one of those moments. So, you know, Fisher goes into hiding in Iceland and all these things, and um, Jeremy's able to talk to him, confront him here. Sure held a press conference. Well, what is your name? Jeremy. Jeremy what? Shap. Your father was Dick Shap, you were telling me last night? Yes. Exactly. Yeah, I knew him, yeah. He rapped me very hard. He said, I don't have a, a sane bone in my body. I didn't forget that. <laughs> I, I don't think he meant it literally. Well, he said it. He said it. Whatever he meant, he said it. It was very mean. He was Jewish, right? He was. Yeah. As are you. Really? I continued to ask questions about violating the sanctions against Yugoslavia, about his reclusiveness, about 9-11 until I decided there were no more questions to ask, that I would never know why Fisher had become what he'd become. But Fisher still had questions for me. Get back to this, this guy. Uh, what's what's Jer- your first name? Jeremy Shack. Jeremy, yes. Uh, I hate to, you know, rap people personally, but his father, many, many years ago, befriended me. Took me out to see, I don't remember what. Knicks games. Knicks games. and You were 12. Acted kind of like a father figure. And then later, like a typical Jewish snake, he had the most vicious things to say about I, me. I have to object. Okay. Uh, you, did you read what he said about me in that article? I heard things that he said about Did you read the article where he said, there's not, I don't have a sane bone in my body? Honestly, I'm, I'm not sure if I read it, but I know that he said it. Yeah. And, and honestly... I, I don't know that you've done much here today, really, to disprove anything he said. <laughs> uh, and it is, that is a, yeah, it's one of those moments, right? And, and so, since that time, like, Jeremy Schapp has been a dude that I've always thought, like, to be that composed in that moment, 
yeah, to ask hard questions to to confront someone that had, you know, that knew his dad, had that relationship, and to be able to be composed and have someone say those kinds of things about your, I mean, not just your dad, but about you know your your ethnic background and those sorts of things, and to be that. And, and by the way, the rest of the clip is that he gets up and walks away from it mm. um, before there's any further confrontation. But excuse me, <coughs> you know, it's. I'll never forget that clip. It's such a remarkable, and I know there's some language in there that's kind of hard to hear, but you know, it's um, you know, it, it kind of speaks to who Bobby Fischer, you know, you know uh, how his brain works. So yeah, yeah. yeah so remarkable huh. thing. Uh, had you never heard that? No, oh, okay. I never had. Okay. Never had. Yeah. Uh, so and and I like how he try he tries to talk down. What 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 was your name again? Yeah, he you're knew, right. He yeah. knew darn well what his name was. Oh, that's exactly right. So, so all right, yeah. yeah. No, thanks for playing that. That was good. Yeah. Um, it's an the, wh- what I was what I was going to say was um, after uh, watching the two sorry teams that play on this side of the river, I'm going over to Jack's side. I'm, gonna, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm no! an Indiana. No! I'm an Indiana Hoosier fan from now on. Do we have the sound of Dan saying that uh, Kentucky basketball will never fall and that it is? Um, it is college basketball. Do we have that sound ready? No? Oh, okay. Just checking. Um, I'm very- not saying forever. <laughs> I'm saying for this year. A little Trace Jackson Davis. and uh, Does he remind that you of anybody? Kid, that kid, he, I mean, he, the, last, the last couple of weeks, oh, my goodness, has yep. he turned it on. 18 rebounds yesterday. 18 it's, rebounds. It's interesting watching a guy like that be coached in a way that he gets better as the season goes on. It's fun, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be nice yeah. if we had that around here, wouldn't it? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stop. What's doing the damn thing up there, man? They're good. We'll, well, we'll see we'll see if they're doing the thing when we get to the NCAA tournament. I I I still don't know, you know, how good a basketball they're playing. That's in where you're right. That's where the difference is is that Kentucky and Louisville have had a lot of recent success in the NCAA tournament and Indiana hasn't. You're right. Man, I'm just full of sarcasm right now. The um, no, it's bad around here, man. I hope they make a run. I, I when when Cam was in on Monday, I asked him what I th- what he thought the ceiling was for a run in the NCAA tournament for Indiana. What do you think it is, Dan? Uh oh, I, I think can they win three I games? They, I don't know if they win three. I think they get to the Sweet Six. Second weekend kind of thing. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Generally speaking, do you think of a second weekend run as a successful season? Uh, well, it depends on who you are. I mean, some people would cut off their arm to get to the second to the second weekend. Um, I, I uh, if if you if you're in the top twenty five, and and I, I think you have to get past that. I mean, if if you're uh, a Houston or an Alabama or a Tennessee or Purdue. I think just getting to the Sweet 16 would be a disappointment. But right. you know there there are a lot of teams out there that would die to get to the to the Sweet 16. Coming down on the text line, I can't believe process was so disrespectful to the Shaft family. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of layers to that text. I appreciate you. Oh, very that's much. great. That's very good. That's great. That's that's how Bobby got his name. That's right. We one one day somebody described <laughs> Bobby Fisher as young, some, young something and arrogant, and I said. <laughs> 
And I said, wait a second. That's that process. sounds like process. <laughs> and so that's how Bobby got his name. Have you ever that's seen the movie uh, Searching for Bobby Fisher? I have not. Oh, wow. Oh, that's one you and Sherry would both really like. Really? No question. Yeah, Searching for Bobby Fisher. Let me see what year that came out. I'm going to guess 92. Let's see. Or is it In Search of Bobby Fisher? No, Searching for Bobby Fisher. 1993. Dang, good guess. Um, Yeah, so it's uh, about a young uh, chess prodigy and his dad and how he brings him up in, in chess. So there's the... You know, this is a bit like you saw King Richard, the story of uh, the Williams sisters and, and their dad, yes, right? Yes. And yes. how he was unorthodox because even when his daughters were in the academy system, like he didn't go to juniors right away. Searching yep. for Bobby Fisher is a little like this. So uh, Josh Waitskin is the name of the kid. And instead of just going to like chess academies, he has the kid playing like chess on the street. And Lawrence Fishburne plays. I think it's Lawrence Fishburne. Who's the guy on the street? Yeah, it is Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, yeah. Uh, plays the guy on the street that he plays against. So his strategy is this mix of classical training, and Joe Montaigne is the dad, and it's uh, Ben Kingsley is the um, uh, is the is the chess coach. I mean, a lot of really great actors in this movie, actually. And Josh is the the combination of this, you know, traditional chess academy thing with you know the New York Park playing chess style. And it's this really interesting thing watching him go through um, the different layers and the different tournaments and what it's like to be a chess kid and have to travel around and go to the tournaments and all that kind of stuff. I think you'd like it a lot, actually. I think I think uh, Sherry would like it, too. Oh, OK. Yeah. All right. We'll we'll watch it. I, yeah. I think the only chess movie I've ever seen is the one I think it was either a story. I think it was a story about a girl from Lexington. Um, now I can't remember the name. It, it was it was either a story about a girl from Lexington or the star of the show was from Lexington. <laughs> oh, got it. Okay, the Queen's Gambit. You mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. That was that was a really good movie. Yeah, I I enjoyed that a lot more than I thought I was going to when right. I got drug when I got drug in there. Okay, I thought you were going to say drunk. No. Oh, okay. Right. No. Okay. No. When was the last time you were drunk? Probably college. That's well, how you, maybe maybe as a young maybe as after a, you win the title with the Colonels, do you get drunk? No, interesting. No, that's how you make the Hall of Fame, Zach. You hear that? No drunkenness. No. You follow the Dan Issel system. I think I, I think it was with the Colonels. I've told this story before when we went over to Babe McCarthy was the coach, mm-hmm. and and I you know I've never done anything but uh but beer and he didn't have any beer all he had was bourbon oh boy and i had a couple of bourbons on top yep. of some uh, greasy fish and oh, beer and oof. stuff I'm, i think that was the last time uh, yep that'll do it to you <laughs> yep. by the way it's yep. on uh, amazon prime if you want to watch searching for bobby fisher there oh we have that there yeah. you go yeah awesome no we have that Oh, well, I hear the music, so it must be time to draw this show to a close. Now, I'm going to be in the studio again tomorrow. Oh, yeah. And we're going to uh, go out to Buckler Farm. Oh, Buckler Farm. Yeah. By uh, the way, I am interviewing the track announcer at Golden Gate Fields at 1230 tomorrow if you want to be part of an interview. (laughs) 
That's the guy that went to Chapman, right? That's right, Matt Dinnerman. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They got yeah, their they got their Preakness grand, prep tomorrow. That's where, where my granddaughter's going. So, all right. Well, we'll be back again tomorrow at ten o'clock. We hope you are too. This has been Isla Louie, ESPN six eighty one hundred five point seven. Have a great day, everybody. Metro College is a program that helps students pay for tuition, and I didn't believe it. You have to work third shift, five days a week. It's a great and rewarding thing when you graduate. I would do it all over again, just like I just did. You know those buddies who magically become medical professionals when you're not at the top of your game? The ones who say, come on, muscle through it, but then also say, hey, you should probably see my specialist. Or surgery or pain meds. It's almost always false, false, and false. Athletico's physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start before they become big ones. So next time, don't believe everything you hear. Instead, start with Athletico. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com.